The following message was recorded at Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. More information can be found online at Bethlehem.Church. Isn't it wonderful to listen to the word of the Lord? Psalm 33. We enter this new year together, and we are together in Christ. Therefore, there is much hope for us in 2022, period. Underline that. Highlight that. It is true. Let us be absorbed, astounded, captivated, fascinated, preoccupied, spellbound, smitten with the beauty of Jesus Christ and the comfort, the freedom, the hope, the mercy, the joy of his good news message that makes hearts alive and sanctifies them all the way into glory. Paul said, think about whatever is true, whatever is pure, whatever is worthy of praise. Jesus is. Think about him. Let us be preoccupied with him. While we are alone and together here as family. So there is much hope for us in 2022. And we honor Jesus Christ and glorify Father with our trust, with our hope, and our prayerful waiting. And so we join the psalmist in prayer together, saying, Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you, in Jesus' name. So therefore, this is a very good day, and ultimately, it will be a very, very good year. What if there are tears and pain? No despair when it goes hard. Jesus still loves us. We read that in the Bible. Show your children that when it goes hard. We come to Father in prayer in Jesus' name with persevering hope. What if there are joys and pleasure? No pride when it goes peaceful. What do we have that has been given to us? We read that in the Bible. Show your children that when it goes peaceful. We come to Father in prayer in Jesus' name with humble gratitude. So prayer, prayer is ultimately grounded in what God has said that he is for us in Christ and in what God has promised to do for us in Christ. So we call in the name of the Lord upon our Father in Jesus' name, asking him to be for us what he said he would be for us, merciful, gracious, slow to anger, patient, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. There are many messages out there. We say no to them and yes to the Messiah. We do so with faith that honors Father in his word of promise to us in Christ, the anointed one, renewing this faith through prayer. Again, let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Spiritual rhythms are good for our growth together. So we begin this new year with purpose, revisiting those two powerful and precious pillars of our faith, word and prayer. And this morning, with God's help, I'll bring a message on prayer. And then next week, Pastor Kimpton Turner 
who is a pastor at City of Joy Fellowship in East St. Louis. He used to worship here and serve here. He'll come and preach a word on the word, and you watch. He'll show us the word himself, Jesus Christ. But the themes overlap, don't they? Word and prayer. So we join Paul this morning with refreshed gratitude and resolve for a life of word and prayer because Jesus loves us. He said in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 and 15, For the love of Christ controls us, for we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. And so we would say, Paul, you're not perfect, Jesus is, but you're a righteous man. What drives you? His response, 2 Corinthians 5.14, Jesus loves me. Therefore, we must not shift away from the hope of the gospel. That is why we must let the word of Christ, the gospel, dwell in us richly. That is why we must be preoccupied with Christ. We are together, and we will always be so. How about that? Always. We will always be so. One day there will be no more sin, sorrow, or suffering. And one day we'll be with the Son, seeing and savoring Him together forever. That day's coming. That day's coming. Until then, these spiritual rhythms are our helpers. Father grants us mercy, and the Spirit teaches us all things, assuring us that we belong as He transforms us into the image of His Son together. Therefore, let's pray together. Let's do that now. So, Father, we, we come to you together. What a wonderful word. We come to you together in Jesus' name. Help us, please. Help us to reside in the hope of the gospel, to not shift away from it, to review richly and deeply the word of Christ, the gospel, to rehearse with joy the unsearchable riches of Christ, to recall to mind the greatness of your mercy for us in Christ, to remind ourselves of the richness of your mercy for us in Christ, to renew our glad gratitude for your tender mercy for us in Christ, to return to the wonder of your own mercy, bringing salvation for us and the forgiveness of sins in Christ. Father, satisfy us together this morning and this year with your steadfast love that is set upon us in Christ. All of this to the praise of your glorious grace upon us in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, a short sermon on Psalm 33 to make room for corporate prayer. And when we get there, I'll explain what that looks like. And then we'll share in our Lord's Supper together. Psalm 32 and Psalm 33 are partner psalms in our life of faith. And their order is by God's providence and design. So in summary, Psalm 32 Forgiven ones sing and shout with joy to God because he surrounds them with shouts of deliverance and his steadfast love. And as we have learned, he does so for us in Christ. Psalm 33. Forgiven ones sing on and continue to shout with joy to God 
because his words and works that flow from his character are true, trustworthy, and as we have learned, they are for us in Christ. Wonderful psalms back to back. So we pray together and we do so with hope in Jesus' name. One way to outline Psalm 33 would be like this. Verses 1 through 3, the command is to worship God with joy. Verses 4 through 19, reasons to do so. And then verses 20 to 22, our response as we worship with joy together. I'm using that outline for this sermon. So let's look at the command. Verses 1 through 3. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. Friends, these are commands. These are wonderful commands. Shout for joy. Give thanks. Make melody. Sing. Play skillfully. It's what happens on this platform every Sunday morning. All of it, as we know, flavored by joy in Christ. It's wonderful, this wonderful rhythm every single Sunday morning. Shout for joy to the Lord in Jesus' name together. And so we sing, friends. It fits us to be joyful singers. It fits. As forgiven and welcomed ones, we sing and we will keep on singing. We grow in expressions of gratitude as our gratitude matures. We sing the old songs new with renewed joy and wonder. And we write new songs and add new verses to old songs with joy. Friends, God designed us to grow up, keyword, in obvious expressions of joy and humble gratitude together, in part, through song. These obvious expressions are the very fruit that the Spirit uses to draw young souls to Jesus, children among us. Children in the presence of our joy in God are blessed. Children in the presence of Dad singing at the table are blessed. Children overhearing Mom hum the tune to the song, Jesus, thank you are blessed. Children singing with grandparents to God are blessed. Children who hear earnest joy through song in this room, in the living room, are blessed. We are forgiven ones in Christ. Therefore, we are singing ones, and we will sing on and on with great joy together in the presence of of the Son forever. That day's coming. And we get in on it even now. So one day, you and I, as we are in Christ, will hear this, or words like it, perhaps, enter into the joy of your Master. I wonder, I wonder, will He sing that over us? And I wonder if those seven words are lyrics of a larger song that he will sing over us. You do know that he sings over us. Zephaniah 
We can sing to him because he sings over us. This is shared song between father and his children together. Between Christ and his sheep together. Singing ones are praying ones together. So the command to worship God with joy, reason. Verses 4 and 5, God's character is true. For the word of the Lord, verse 4 and 5, for the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. So his word and his work represent his character, his identity, his person. He is upright. It doesn't merely mean that he does upright things. Our Lord is upright. His ways are straight, level, and smooth. And to honor him is to trust in him, to hope in him together. He is faithful. He is steadfast, reliable. And to honor him is to trust in him, to hope in him together. He is righteous and just. He is right True, he does justly and is blameless. And to honor him is to trust in him, to hope in him together. He is love. He is kind, is merciful, benevolent. And to honor him is to trust in him and to hope in him together. Listen, in every moment, think about the last two years, in every moment, in every relationship, including the good and the bad, we always, constantly, and forever have a Father who is upright for us, who is faithful for us, who is righteous and just for us, who is love for us, and He is for us together in Christ This is why we sing with joy and through tears at times together. This is why we pray during the good and the bad together. Now, how is it that we are together alongside one another in this room with hope in our hearts after all we've experienced in 2020 and 2021? It is because He is upright because he is faithful, because he is righteous and just, because he is love, and because he is for us together in Christ. That's why. We have experienced the pleasant and the painful these last two years, a lot of the painful. Now join me in getting this truth into your heart. This is not merely family life but our family life shared together. We are along one side, alongside one another with a shared experience of tears and trust in our faithful Father who is for us in Christ. This family weeps together. This family sins together. This family is being transformed together. This family worships together. This family longs for the return of Christ together. 
Sorrow and song together. Tears and trust together. Weaknesses and worship together. Sin and repentance together. The bitterness of pride at times, yes, and the sweetness and peace of dependent prayer together. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us together. It's Titus 2, 11 and 12. Confidence in Christ in the heart of the bride together. Endurance and hope in the soul of the bride together. Rising and resilient joy in Christ in the gathering of the bride together. As our children watch on, as our children listen in, even in this room, All of this by the persevering grace of Father upon us in Christ. These have been hard times, but they've been our hard times together. That's family. And this family has a father. And he's here. He wants to be. He wants to be. And this is from before we are glorified, as we still have sin. We read this in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11. And this family has a Savior, and He's with us. He wants to be. And this is before we are glorified, as we still have sin. We read that in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 2. And so we sing and we pray together. So the call and command to worship God with joy, verses 1 through 3. Reason number one, God's character is true, verses 4 through 5. Here's another reason. God's word and will stands, verses 6 through 12. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth, all their hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded And it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. These verses deserve many sermons. Let me just say this. God spoke reality into existence. And by the hand of his son, he bands it all together. For example, he made, named, and placed, having not lost one of the 200 trillion billion known stars in the universe. Named star, you go here, and by my son, you remain. Be moved by such things. And so, We sing and we pray together. God's command, worship with joy. Reason, God's character is true. Reason, God's word and will stands. And now reason number three, God sees us, verses 13 through 19. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man. From where he sits enthroned, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth, he who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. The king is not 
saved by his great army, the warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by his great might it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Friends, we are delivered ones by the precious blood of Christ and the delivering power of God. Jesus conquered death. We sang it. We sang it. We are delivered. We are delivered from death and slavery to sin to life himself, Jesus Christ. We are delivered from God's wrath to joy himself, Jesus Christ. We are delivered from darkness to light himself, Jesus Christ. Therefore, Psalm 33 in Jesus' name. We are seen. We are seen ones. Seen ones in Christ. God's eye is upon every secret sigh and every secret groan. As a Christian is never out of reach, out of God's hand, so he is never out of view of God's eye. God has windows into our hearts. We cannot get into any blind hole or dark corner or secret place, but the Lord has an eye there. The Lord will keep us company there. Thomas Brooks, leave it to the Puritans to write something like that. And so, we sing and we pray together. So the command, worship God with joy. God's character is true. God's word and will stands. God sees us. And then finally, our response as we worship with joy. I would put it this way. We wait and trust together, and we pray and hope together. Verses 20 and 22, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. These words have become so precious to me. I want to read them slowly and emphasize something. Where are we? Where's Bethlehem? Right here. I'm going to emphasize the plural words in these three verses. Look at them. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him because we Trust in his holy name. And here's the prayer. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that beautiful and powerful? In Jesus' name. So our response to God's command to worship him with joy, considering all the reasons why, Remembering his character, his person, his word and will, and his sight upon us and for us in Christ is our shared reality. We, we are marked by joy-filled worship, by trust-filled waiting, by hope-filled prayer together. That's family. This is family. 
We are, we are in Christ. Father loves us. Spirit assures us that we belong. And so we sing and we pray, asking God to be for us what he said he would be and asking God to do for us what he said he would do in Jesus' name together. Oh, we're going to make it. We are going to make it. Our Lord keeps company with us today and forevermore. We are going to make it. Tell your children that. Pray that into their souls. Sing that over their precious hearts. In Jesus' name, we are going to make it. So, got to respond to the Lord in prayer to Psalm 33 in Jesus' name. So make that transition now. We're going to pray for about 10 to 12 minutes or so. There'll be three themes to this. The first part will be silent prayer. I'll lead you through that. I'll explain that in a moment. The larger part will be for us to pray together. There are three ways you can do this. You can remain by yourself praying to the Father. That's very fitting. Or you can pray with the person next to you, a good friend. Pray as a family or a small group. Our hope is that there'll be murmurs of prayer during that time in response to Psalm 33 in Jesus' name. And at the very end will be one more step that I'll lead you in. But this first part is for you and Father. Okay? You and Father. And what might Father say to us individually while together here? Building on verse 20, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Perhaps Father is saying this to you and to me. Dear beloved child, one whom I love, and whom my beloved son loves. You know what it is like to have a heart cluttered with anxieties, flittering here and there, captivated by troubles. That is not what I mean for you in waiting for me. My son waited for me, so you can now as well. To wait for me is to love me is to settle under my wings, is to tell me your trouble, is to long to hear my word, trusting me, knowing that I will speak, is to recall to mind my mercy and grace, my patience, my abundant, steadfast love and faithfulness, is to treasure my son, remembering what he has done, what he is doing and promised to do, is to honor him in the hope of the gospel, is to adore him with ever-expanding love for him, is to rest in the sure anticipation of seeing his face, is to be at peace in the promise of his return, I'm your Father, I'm your help, I'm your shield. Fifteen seconds of silence.
for our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Dear beloved child, one whom I love and whom my beloved son loves, listen, my joy and love as Father, Son, and Spirit is strong and pure. It is eternal, and I share it with you. My joy is yours to share with me and is yours to share together as family. And by my son's precious blood, you are clean, washed, righteous. Cleaned ones are redeemed ones. Washed ones are blessed ones. Righteous ones are happy ones. And today, this Sunday, this year, I mean for your hope and trust in me to strengthen as your joy in Christ brightens. My mercy, grace, patience, love, and faithfulness surrounds you in him. I'm your father. I mean for your shared joy, love, and hope. Now, pray together in my son's wonderful name, paying attention to my word, Psalm 33, verses 20 to 22. Okay, friends, now's the time to pray together, about seven minutes, and I'll come back and lead you at at the end of that. About 15 more seconds. This last portion will be emphasizing blessing in a very particular way. Let me explain it. God has blessed us so that in turn we may be a blessing to one another. We want to call down in silent prayer God's blessing upon people, very specific people, by name. Two options here. I'm asking that you will bless someone whom you tend to dislike or someone whom you are vulnerable to being critical of. You bless that person by name according to the freedom of the gospel, having been delivered from the works of the devil, namely sin, so that you may love that person by the strength that God supplies. And then you may eat and drink of the Lord's Supper with joy and peace in your heart. By name, we are ambassadors for Jesus Christ, and he has mercy on our brothers and sisters in Christ. 30 seconds of silence. Pray a prayer of blessing upon that person by name, and you might consider using verse 22 as a guide.
The psalmist says, Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. The gospel says, You are forgiven and righteous in Christ. The psalmist says, The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. The gospel says, This divine love has come and is supremely known in Christ and by Christ. The psalmist says, God spoke and it came to be. The gospel says, let light shine out of darkness to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The psalmist says, our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart is glad in him. Because we trust in his holy name, let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. And the gospel says, we hope in you in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message from Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter their content in any way without written permission from Bethlehem Baptist Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at Bethlehem.Church or write us at 720-13th Avenue South, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55415. Bethlehem Baptist Church, spreading a passion for the supremacy of God in all things, for the joy of all peoples, through Jesus Christ.